What's up, beautiful people? Good morning. How are you this morning? Good morning, Lincoln. I'm doing well. I'm doing great. That's excellent. Excellent. It's a happy day today. Beautiful and sunny outside in beautiful Toronto. I'm loving it. And we have a special guest today on the Lemonade Lounge. Yes, we do. Winter is coming. <laughs> <laughs> Lincoln, why don't you introduce our special guest? There's that smile, um, Nicola. But let's do our thing that, uh, first. Let's um, get into the intro of, of our show. Okay. Good morning, folks, and welcome to another fantastic episode of the Lemonade Lounge, where you get your, your mind, mind, your body, body and your and money your juices flowing. flowing. Yeah. My name is Lincoln Holness. I'm your host, and this is my, my boss host, Nicola. Introduce yourself, Nicola. That's my Hi, boss everyone. Boss I'm the other host of Lemonade Lounge. My name is Nicola, and she's, today she's, we have a special guest. Go she's ahead boss and host, her, Lincoln. Boss host, boss host. <laughs> um, uh, we have a special guest, Sylvia. I'm going to ask Sylvia if she can just introduce herself to the audience because she knows herself better than... Um, all of us, we're going to talk a little bit about money today, people. Money, money, money. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure you love that. Jesus flowing. Yes. So, um, yeah, she's going to introduce herself briefly, and then we're going to go into some Q&A about the, the money, money. So get ready, get a pen and paper, uh, get ready to take a lot of notes because she's going to sh um, show you how you can get um, wealthy, build generation wealth on a budget. Okay. And which most, most of us are on a budget. So get ready, get a pen and paper um, so you can um, get that money show on the road going. So take it away, young lady. Awesome. So I'm very pleased to be a part of this lounge. Um, thank you, Lincoln, for the, for the invite. I really appreciate that. I didn't know we were going to be recording, but anyhow. <laughs> yeah. I am a financial advisor with Trinity Financial Solutions and Associates, which is on the platform of World Financial Group. We've been helping families, individuals, business owners to understand the fundamentals of money management. A lot of Canadians, um, I'll speak more from the perspective of Canadians. A lot of Canadians are in a lot of financial trouble. I mean, mm -hmm. it doesn't really help that COVID kind of threw a curveball in all of this, <laughs> but overall, what COVID did was really sh shed a light on where most people are at financially, right? A lot of people try to avoid the whole conversation about financial um, well-being. They mm -hmm. kind of live in a facade about where they're at and they don't tackle those issues until they need to. So basically what my job is to educate people give them strategies and help them to implement the right financial solutions in order to better their financial future, whether it's short, mid, long-term. And I've been working with Trinity Financial for over almost eight years now, helping families in this regard. Um, we've also worked even in the school system, um, teaching financial literacy. We've worked with corporations, organizations to really give them an understanding of how to empower Canadians with financial knowledge and financial tools and resources to better their financial future. So that's a little bit about where I'm coming from. Excellent, excellent. COVID, you touched on a really good point there. COVID has exposed a lot of weaknesses in our um, in our society, <laughs> right? Absolutely. You know, and the most important one is uh, 
um, is our financial, a uh, lot of our financial situations. If you look at um, uh, the economics of even an entire country, it's like it's all built on quicksand. <laughs> you know? It so is. That's a good good word to describe it. Quicksand, financial yeah. quicksand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. sure. <laughs> yeah. As as soon as there's a hiccup, then the whole thing comes tumbling down. Exactly. exactly. You know, and well, that, that's, that's a really good point there. So yeah. we're going to be starting phase two or round two of COVID pretty soon. Um, what kind of advice would you give to people now going forward for? round two of COVID because a lot of people struggled through round one. For one, it's denial will lead you down the path of devastation. So acknowledging where you're at is first and foremost. Okay. Acknowledgement. The hardest part. part. That's the hardest part. (laughs) part. Acknowledging where you're at. Okay. And so when you know, okay, you know what, I'm in trouble. Now you need to reach out for help. Okay. Reach out for help and reach out to the right sources for help. Because a lot of people reach out for help, but in the wrong way and to the right, wrong sources. What do you mean by the right sources? So reach out to people who understand and have the expertise, the credibility, the knowledge, the resources in order to help you. Don't talk don't to your friend. Out. Sorry? Don't talk to your friend. Don't no, no, go and out and talk to your friend or your uncle or your aunt and do yeah. what you call a band-aid solution. Because mm. that's what a lot of people do. They do band-aid solutions for their problems. They don't actually tackle the, the issue, the root of the issue, right? One of the main roots of the issue when it comes to financial literacy is people are not educated. We always say here at Trinity Financial Solutions is People don't actually have a money problem. People actually have a a knowledge problem on how money works. And also they don't know how to utilize strategies and resources to make the knowledge that they have work for them. Because people always say knowledge is power. That's actually partially correct. Applied knowledge is power. So that's why when we take the, the education and, and pair it with the strategy, and we pair it with the product and the resources, now you can actually get on your way to financial well-being, right? So that's how people should look and approach everything. Acknowledge that you have issues financially, get the help from the right sources, and then implement. That's lastly, don't take so three the steps. Take three steps, right? Three steps, three simple steps. You gotta implement, right? If you don't implement, you just have a lot. You're very knowledge constipated, basically. That's a lot of people. I like that. They're very knowledge constipated. They know a lot of things, but they're not doing anything with it. So it's not doing them any good, not doing them any good. So that's really the approach that I advise people on when it comes to financial literacy, financial well-being, managing your money, and moving forward to a better financial future. Mm. You touch on two great points there. I love the knowledge constipated, though. <laughs> it's not comfortable. It's no, not but, comfortable. It, but it makes so much sense, right? You know, there's so many people yeah. um, uh, have a lot of it, but, you know. Um, so many. Yeah, I've, fall, I've fallen into that trap, too. 
you know. We all have. Yeah, I've fallen into that. So that's a that's a good reference. You touch on two key areas here, and I believe personally that these are the two uh, most important thing and the two most difficult thing for people to do because of our um, set habits that we have in place. First is aware and acknowledge. Um, it's like having having your come to Jesus moment. Some people really do not want to um, acknowledge it. They're so afraid of it that yeah. they they don't want to um, see it. They don't want to hear about it. They don't want to pay attention to it. They think that me too, not they, me yeah. too, are like this. Think that by ignoring it or just just let it be the way it is continually, it's just going to eventually disappear, Always. right? Yes. Yeah. So what are some of the um, motivational factor that you can suggest that will um, inspire someone to to want to take, want to say, you know what, I, I really need to uh, have this come to Jesus moment with my money right now. Okay. So yeah. one of the things... One of the things that um, I always say to people is, you know what? You got to first know why you're here. You have a, have to have a purpose. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, why you're here. If you don't know why you're here, that is a big stumbling block because you've been brought on this earth mm-hmm. for a purpose to accomplish something, not to just get up, go to a job, pay bills, come home, feed your family, go to bed, and do the same thing over and over again. That's not existing, in my opinion, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you have a goal, if you have dreams, if you have a purpose, you know that there are certain things that you have to do along life's path to get you to that ultimate goal and purpose, right? And Mm -hmm. a big part of that, as we all know, is finances. Everything that we do in some shape or form involve finances or money okay so whether you need to live in a home go on a vacation get education start a business you know fill your gas with your car with gas it all takes money and because it takes money should not shouldn't we understand one of the most how to manage one of the most important things in our life money makes sense right so that's the perspective i say you got to be honest with yourself and say okay this is one of the most important things that I need to, to utilize as a tool to be able to help me accomplish all the things that I want to accomplish in my life. Shouldn't I not understand how it works and how I should be able to use it? Because most people don't, and that's why they work for money. Money doesn't work for them. Yeah. We don't, we have, we don't have delayed gratification. We have instant. Oh, we have instant. Yeah. Okay. I, was, I was reading. I love that word. I, I yeah. love that. And we talk about that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Instant gratification. This yeah. world, especially now, it's very microwave um, mindset. Mm-hmm. Instant, bing, out. You. That's how people run their lives. They're not about, okay, let me delay. Let me mm-hmm. wait. Let me uh, build up. Let me not party now. Let me work now. I can party later. Mm-hmm. When I've earned the right to do that, you got to earn the right to do that, right? Yeah. For the sake yeah. of your family, right? Very powerful. I was watching a video with Kevin O'Leary a couple of days ago, and um, 
I, I need to share it because he was doing a reaction video on this young kid in Los Angeles that is a millionaire, makes over a million, over a million dollars a year. So the kid is also on YouTube and he's showing how he, makes, you know, he earns over a million a year. And, you know, he said his mom died when he was young. And so him and his father, you know, grew up together. And he said he wasn't too good in school, right? Um, so after high school, he knew he wasn't going to be able to make it in college. So he figured, well, you know, I could do real estate. I could pass that at least, <laughs> right? I could pass the test for real estate. So he, you know, at 19, he went under the real estate test and, and become an agent. That's cool. And he, it, I'm talking about the goal and purpose here. It's so amazing. He said, I, I knew I didn't have such a great chance and opportunity mm -hmm. as everyone else because I don't have a college degree. So right. I got to be much more careful with money and I got to be much more um, um, focused on what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And he he decided that he wanted to be uh, i think a millionaire before he was 30. wow at that point right very ambitious now a 19 year old kid saying these things right mm -hmm. and um and it's amazing he went to work from there on he went to do the work and do the homework and and um he started buying homes started in you know investing in property um he doesn't he doesn't buy coffee, spend money on coffee outside the home. He said, I can make it at home for 50 cents. Why am I paying $3 outside the house for it? Right? Yeah, Mr. Starbucks. That's called the latte factor. Yes, it is so incredible. Yeah. He, he recently bought a, a Tesla. He had it down to a science. He bought a Tesla and he figured out that by buying the Tesla with all the tax write-off, the tax benefits, with all the money he's gonna save in gas, with everything else, it's gonna cost, the Tesla is gonna cost him like $75. <laughs> wow. That, he wow. definitely had it down to a T. He did. To a science. Yes. He said he before before he went and buy it, he did all of this. So, uh, uh, of course, you know, Kevin O'Leary is the guy is about, you know, cutting costs and saving money and all of that stuff. So he was all up with this guy. And, you know, it was a really good, um, video and it, it made me think a lot. So it's so important what you just said about setting, having a goal and a purpose that you wanted to, because he had a goal at, at 19, he wanted to be a millionaire right. by 30. That's right. So, so you look around him and goes, well, none of, nobody around me is a millionaire. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just me and my dad. So, you know, I gotta, I gotta make sure that I do something differently than they did. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You know, and he, and he went and, and get the knowledge and just start on the process and stuck with it. And now that is just a habit. It's just the way you do things. And it's so, so this is such an amazing point, goal and purpose. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. You, you mentioned something about risk. Uh -huh. Life is about risk. You can't go through life without taking risk, but uh -uh. it's all about having calculated risk. If you do take risk, have a calculated risk and have things in place, tools and things in place to actually mitigate and lower the risk, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You said something that he didn't have the education that his peers had, right? Mm -hmm. Statistically, most people don't know that the businesses and the, the, the people that own a lot of wealth in the world, majority of them do not even have a high school or college education. 
Exactly. Actually, A and B students work for C, uh, C, C students, statistically. Mm -hmm. The majority mm -hmm. of A and B students actually work for C students. Mm -hmm. So why is it that A and B students work for C students? It's because the C students didn't get the education, but they were willing to take the risk, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. life is about taking risk as long as it's calculated, you work it through, you use things in place. Like for example, one of the greatest tools that you could ever use to build wealth, but protect risk at the same time is insurance, mm -hmm. okay? Insurance is something that a lot of us are not educated on in terms of what it can do for our families, our life and building wealth because our understanding of insurance is, is a negative thing. Cars, yes. who it's wants like a, like a scary word, right? Exactly, <laughs> a scary word. It's like a taboo. So people don't look at insurance as a thing that, yes, I want to look at it. So usually the last thing on their list when it comes mm -hmm. to uh, putting their finances together, right? So, it's mm -hmm. a negative thing. But if you I, understand where life insurance, specifically life insurance, there are a lot of tools when it comes to insurance. But if you were just to talk about one and specifically life insurance, life insurance is such an amazing tool to build wealth. But most mm -hmm. people are like, you can build wealth through life insurance. Again, when you educate yourself, there's it's amazing what you can learn and what you can do with building your finances once you get the education and the knowledge and the tools and resources to do that, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so you mentioned life insurance. That's really interesting. So that's one of the first things that we should look at. Are you mentioning life insurance for generational wealth or wealth immediately or for us, for our family, for now, before we die? What kind of ins life insurance are you, do you think would be beneficial to us? Great question. So life insurance is an intergenerational tool to build wealth. When we talk about legacy, I, I, I realize from working with a lot of people, legacy planning is, not, is nowhere on the horizon, nowhere in their mind site. For them, they have the understanding that you have to be born with a silver spoon in your mouth in order for you to, have to leave any or create any generational wealth which is actually incorrect. We all can start and build generational wealth from now because life insurance is not for only the future, it's for now, okay? For example, a lot of people don't know that you can use life insurance to send your kids to school. Really? So when are you talking about like RESPs or? No, because RESP is a specifically uh, educational savings plan. It's okay. registered with the government. The government matches it and gives you grants that you can use, use towards education. But that's very specific. It's only for the purpose of education. But life insurance, if you, are, if you have the right kind and if it's structured properly, you can actually use it to send your kids to school. I'm, I'll give you an example. When, by law, if you look at an insurance policy, you can set up an insurance policy as early as on a child as early as 15 days old. Okay, hmm. so what some high net worth clients will do is they won't use their money. We've all heard of the concept or I think we've heard of the concept of OPM, other people's money. People's money. Mm -hmm. Okay, so mm -hmm. they won't even use their money to, 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 to service that policy. So they'll take that $250,000, $500,000 policy 
take the child tax benefit that they're getting from the government, OPM, mm -hmm. and service that life insurance policy for 20 years, paid up, paid off. That insurance policy is sitting there growing, maybe on average five to 6%. For, next, for the next 20 years, even if you were growing it at 5%, do you not think that there'd be a little bit of investment that the child can use towards education at Absolutely. 5%? Absolutely. Absolutely. If they continue to allow the money to grow in that policy, they can even use that money for retirement income. How come they don't, how come they don't, they don't um, uh, <laughs> talk about these things? This is a very, very powerful point here because I, if I knew about this, I for sure would have done this, you know, with my kids, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. so this is a, how come they don't they don't have an open forum to teach these things or to teach these things to even kids or parents or how come I don't understand this because this is a, this is a this is a really good because it wouldn't cost much on a monthly basis and you yep. get cash back for a child on an annual basis and that would cover the entire cost absolutely of the policy absolutely absolutely I mean, that just makes so much sense it's, <laughs> it does you know crazy it, it, it blew my mind when i first learned about this strategy yeah. and i said the exact same thing you said lincoln i said why are they not teaching this to our like in school like for yeah. example in school why don't they teach this stuff in school but again when it comes to financial literacy the system was not designed that way unfortunately yes the government does all have a lot of resources about learning about financial literacy and so forth. They do, but the system was not meant to help people to be independent financially. The system was created for you to be dependent on the system. In order for you to create wealth, you have to be outside of the system. You can't be in the system, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. I always say two things to clients. Don't leave your financial future in the hands of the government or your employer. Yeah. 95% of Canadians do that. And that's why they fail financially. They can't afford to retire. They're in a lot of debt. They don't have an emergency fund. They don't have legacy for their family. They don't have emergency funds. They don't even understand tax strategies. In Ontario, we pay the majority, the most tax of all provinces. So why is it that most, Can most Ontarians don't even know tax rules? but we pay the most tax of all provinces. Wow, I didn't know that. I right? had no idea, yeah. Did you know that, Nicole? Yes, I did, Lincoln. No, I didn't know that. You're smiling, so that's good. I, didn't I live know. here. I'm being, I'm being <laughs> I live here. That's great that you know, right? No, when it's good you know, I didn't know. Yeah, that's good. And so you we teach, teach them, I mean, we're not tax specialists, we're not mm -hmm. lawyers, we're not accountants, but we do understand tax strategies because of the fact that we work with individuals that maybe own a business and we do need to give them some sort of advice that they need to take back and work with their accountant or their tax specialist to help them get in a better position and get better tax advantage. Okay. Yeah. 
So from that perspective, that's why we do understand that. We do kind of touch on that when we're educating the clients that we work with. Right. But if you know money, that's you know that's a part of money, right? It's just an extension exactly. of money, but it's it's money. <laughs> so then I have a question for you. Um, say I'm a 25-year-old. I'm just starting out in the business world, and I'm only making thirty thousand dollars a year, right? So I've acknowledged that I'm having difficult times. I'm reaching out. I've reached out to you. Now I'm at that point where I want to implement. So I'm making $30,000 a year. I pay rent. I have to buy groceries. I don't have a vehicle because I can't afford a vehicle. So at the end of the month, after I pay rent, um, I don't like to have a one bedroom apartment. I'm sharing with my friends. So instead of paying the $1,800 a month for rent, I pay $600 because it's a multi-unit. Um, so at the end of the month, after groceries, taxes, bills, cell phone bills, every kind of bill, um, I have around $200 left over. What would you suggest I do with that $200? Like I wanna save for my future, I wanna eventually purchase a house, I wanna buy a car. What would you suggest? Okay, so one of the things that we touch on first and foremost is when, when we're working with a family, we talk about the four building blocks of building a financial future. The four building blocks of building a financial future is having proper protection or insurance. Secondly, we look at their debt situation, see how we can figure out by consolidating, eliminating, reducing the debts that they have in place. Third, we look at emergency funds and then the top or the roof of the house is investment. And then the chimney is the estate planning process, okay? I don't specifically, I can't in this situation give you specific okay. uh, an advice on what they can do unless we actually do a financial analysis. So everybody that we work with, one of the things that we do is we actually do a financial analysis to see where they are. It's like, I live here in Cambridge. My office is in Cambridge. Oh, my aunt lives in Cambridge. <laughs> Cambridge? Call it Cambridge. <laughs> so if I wanted to go to Toronto and I needed to go to a specific address and I'm using my GPS, what is the first thing your GPS will ask you? For the address. Where do you want to go? Right? Where do you want to go? Yeah. yeah. For the address. Yeah. Destination. For the address, it asks you something. When I go on... Well, with my GPS, I'm just thinking, it already has where I'm located, right? Um, so it doesn't ask okay. me that. Yeah. Okay. But that's what well, I guess you're getting at. Yeah. yeah. If, if sometimes it does, though. Sometimes mm -hmm. if it's not sure, it will say, okay, where's your location? You mm -hmm. see, back in the time, it used to ask you that. See, everything is what we call that microwave, so it's done for you. They've already mm -hmm. tri triangulated where you are. But technically, mm -hmm. it does ask you where you are. So that's why when we sit down with a family, we need to know where you are financially. We need to get that financial analysis done so that we can actually see what your numbers look like. If we don't have that information, we cannot accurately give you a game plan on where you need to go because then we could potentially be giving you the wrong advice. So we don't like to do that and just say, okay, throw out numbers and say, okay, 
this is what you should do until we actually know specifically. So you gave me some good numbers, but there's a lot of other holes that are missing for me to actually accurately give you uh, an answer as to where that person, what they should do with that money, right? Uh -huh. Because there might be immediate other goals and things that they should actually look at prior to that I'm not considering. So that's, a, that's how we deal with that. Okay. But that's I a, a question. I have a follow-up to that. If yeah. uh, if you were to just, you know, say, well, maybe it's two hundred dollars, right? You know, extra. Two hundred dollars. Huh? Yeah. Two hundred dollars, right? So, the, you, could they just put it in an insurance plan? Um, they're twenty-five years old. What kind of insurance plan? Let's say they decided. What kind of insurance plan would they want to put it? I'm thinking of my kids right now. <laughs> you know. What kind of insurance plan do you think that would serve them good or what kind of program, financial program that will serve them good at $200? They have $200 spendable, you know, extra money. They don't know what to do with it. So, okay, I'm not going to, I'm going to save it in the bank or should I put it someplace, right? Okay. Where it can have some growth with it for the next few years. What do you think okay. that they should do? Okay, so to answer your question, Nicola and Lincoln, mm state okay say for example all of that is handled okay mm -hmm. and they say okay this is what i want to do i want to actually make that one money go further mm -hmm. if they don't have insurance absolutely that will be the first and foremost in terms of what they should put in place for mm -hmm. somebody especially when you are in a position where you have that money to put it in place put in permanent insurance Okay, mm -hmm. there's two types of insurance policies when it comes to life insurance. Mm -hmm. You either have a term insurance policy or you have a permanent insurance policy. Mm -hmm. What is different? Insurance is insurance. All insurance is term insurance. The difference between term and permanent is permanent has a cash value component that allows mm -hmm. you to grow money at a rate of return so that later on you can access that money while you're alive to do whatever you want to do. When you're younger, Mm -hmm. It's important to lock in your insurance policy because insurance is one of those things that you can't get it when you need it. Any insurance vehicle you need, whether it's car insurance, travel, uh, life insurance, critical disability, it's one of those vehicles you have to get it before. It's a preventative tool. It's not a reactive tool, mm -hmm. right? So when you need it, you, may, you need to make sure you already have it in place. So when you're younger, you want to make sure you have it in place because you have a lot of things on your side. You have age, you have health, you have usually by at that time, you probably have more disposable income than when you're older and you have more responsibility, right? Of all of those, health is the most important because insurance is one of those things that health is determined by health. I have clients that are young people that want insurance specifically life or critical or disability they can't get insurance mm. they have the money but they can't get insurance because it's about risk the insurance mm. company is saying your health is not good mm. if i take on that risk i know in the next year or two or five years i'm gonna have to pay out prematurely so i'm not gonna take on that risk so they don't want to cover you Right, mm -hmm. so it's not really about money when it comes mm -hmm. to paying for an insurance policy. It's about your health. 
So mm. if you get insurance when you're younger, you also have an, um, one amazing tool on your side, an ally. You have time, mm. right? Your most important commodity is time. It's not money. It's actually mm -hmm. time. So if you can actually put that insurance policy in place, start building wealth from now so that later on, you don't have to worry about the fact that you have to pay more than you should pay as well because your age is increasing, health issues might be showing up. You don't want to put yourself in that position. So use time as your ally and get it in place early so you lock in and actually allow money to build because it does take time for money to actually grow. Good. I have a question. Of, um, I want to take you back to this here insurance for education that really uh, <laughs> that really um stand out to me did you know about that nicola are you doing that for your children i had that from one of my children you had that one of your kids right for one. yeah yeah um yes it, it it really is um because i had no idea about this and i i know a lot about a whole lot <laughs> so so if i don't know seriously if i don't know you know, if I didn't know, imagine how many people out there that how many people don't know. don't know, right? And so one of the things I'm thinking about as you're talking here is how many people that have, you know, two, three, four, five children, and um, they're working part time, they're in poverty, and but those kids could be the ticket out of poverty if the planning structure is done properly, right? But what happened is that when they, these people get these big money back, I, I remember for my kids, they they used to be like $3,000 a year they get back. That's a lot of money for two That's of them, money. right? 1500 per child. That's right. And the mother would just take it and just go squander it. Yes. And just buy all kinds of foolishness and- Yeah. You know, and, and I'm thinking, why would you be doing this? This should be going into like a college fund for them. That's right. right. It's not your money. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Their money. That's right? right. That's right. And um, so now I'm thinking, how many people are getting that kind of money back on an annual basis and squandering it, yes. but still in poverty? And that could be a ticket out of poverty. That's right. Because that could, that's that right. could slug the poverty gap, right? That's right. Absolutely. I mean, this just makes so much sense to me. I'm, I, I, I feel but like they're not just squandering it. They're just, you said the poverty. It, it depends on where you are in life. If you are at that poverty line and you are getting that money, parents are thinking they need to buy food for their kids. They need to buy clothes for their kids. They need to pay for bus fare for their kids. They're getting that money because they're in a certain situation. Sure, there might be a possibility if they're getting that, maybe they can put away $100 out of it per month, but everybody's situation is different. And that's where I understand where they have to come in and sit with you so you can gauge where they are. But I, I don't know what your situation was at the time. You said your wife, ex-wife would have been squandering the money. Maybe she needed the money to buy them clothes and things for school. No, because I, you, you can, probably didn't take that part on, right? You, so you, you get that you get that once a year from that some money from the government. So what were you doing if you without that money? You were you were living before without that money. You had no idea that money was coming to you until you have the kids, and then when you have the kids, you go and you do your taxes, and the accountant asks you, "Oh, surprise! I got more money." 
right? You're talking about your so, income tax return. Yeah. So uh, you're getting that money back per child once a year. And what were you doing for the last 12 months? You were living. So how come you can't live the way you were living for the last 12 months? Most of that money end up spending. Your people goes, I can't wait for my tax return to come to go get that new TV or that new car or that new. Because that's how people save up. I know a yeah. lot of people. It's that not do their that. money. It's not their money. It's the kids' money. So yeah. it it only makes sense that if you're thinking right and you have a goal and a purpose to get out of poverty, this is a long-term way of getting it. We we are talking about that instant gratification versus that delayed gratification. This is what happened. You know what? If you notice around tax time, people get weak because there's all kinds of promotion, right? Around mm -hmm. tax time. Spend your tax dollars. Come in and buy this and don't pay till you get your tax returns and all of these foolishness, right? And then people just jump on these things and not even thinking because they're not thinking long term. They're thinking instant. Oh, yeah, I need that new TV. I get my 50-inch big screen TV because the 42-inch ain't working that great. It's a little too small. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It yeah. just does not. It, it, what you said makes so much sense to me. It's it's It boggles the mind that I didn't even know about this and how many people out there know. I, you're laughing, but hey, yeah. I got cousins. I got a cousin with eight kids. Wow. And no father. Not wow. one of them have a father around. Okay. So you're laughing. You're, this is not a funny thing. There's several, I know several people out there in my own family yeah. who's, who have this well, issue. you know who you have to connect them with now. Connect yeah. Them with Sylvia. So I'm thinking, this is, a, this is a way to get out of poverty. I got, yeah. I, got, I got nieces with two and three and four kids and they're single parents. You know, and I'm thinking, you know, this is a way for their children to go to, go to college, go to they need to sit down and hear stuff like this if they're open to it. That's the hard part. You talk about awareness, right, and knowledge, right, and then taking the action, that's right, great. to reach out. That's the tough part. Yes, right? it is. It's like you've got to convince them for, to do something that is good for them. Good for them, yes. That's right. You know, you, know, you it's said serious. it's the thought. It, it really starts with the mindset. Mm -hmm. Poverty is a mindset. It's not a color. It's not an ethnicity. It's not a background. It's I believe that thousand percent. Right, because you can take one out of the, if you want to call it the ghetto, mm -hmm. and put them in opulence, and the mindset is still there. Mm -hmm. That's where the education comes into play to educate people on what they need to do. Because like you mentioned, a lot of people, they could do without. They could do without. For example, people who have children and have child tax benefits, and a lot of them, I, I sit down with them and I say, okay, what are you doing to save for your child's education, for your child's future? If you didn't have a child, you would not be getting that money. Mm -hmm. So now that you're getting the money, how are you utilizing that money? You have to look at it as if you weren't getting that money. Mm -hmm. And you need to have a plan and, and structure your finances in a way that you're taking care of your kids with that money and making that money work for you so that you can actually have a good future for your kids. Same thing for the child tax benefit. You touched on that, right? Mm -hmm. If you mm -hmm. didn't have certain things, you wouldn't be able to get that kind of uh, tax refund, right? So now you have to think, how am I going to utilize that so that I can be better? Yes, I agree. As Nicole was saying, a lot of people are in financial situations where 
they have to use that money for their basic living. I get that. But now if you want to change and you don't want to keep in that cycle, you have to get that mindset. You have to get the knowledge. You have to get the education, the tools, the resources, the strategy to move from that position, financial, mental position to a better position. Mm. All it takes is the education first strategy, implementation, and then you're on your way to making a huge change from in your life financially. You know, it's, it's such a great point. I used to um, uh, work for Kirby Vacuum, right? Sell so Kirby Vacuums. And you would, you, you know, I'd be in the ghetto and you go in the ghetto and you see these $50,000 rims on a car. Yes. You know, and, and then you're going to the homes and they have all these massive screen, 90 million inch TV screen and the houses and the houses, you know, not that nice on the outside, but really, you know, they have all the, everything, yes. you know, and, and, and you're thinking, you know, why do you need, I mean, every corner is full and packed with stuff and, and their kids don't have clothes or can't, are, 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 you know, they don't have money to do anything else. They're not doing, they're just living from hand to mouth. As the money come, we got an everybody in the neighborhood to keep up with the Joneses thing, just make it so much more challenging. And when you go to the wealthier neighborhoods, uh, yes, some of them will have those big screen TV, but they have, they will have more money, but some of these homes are scanty. Some of these homes are, they're, they're not as decked out. They don't have the 90 inch um, TV screen, right? Their cars are probably a little bit older. They don't have the $10,000 rim on the cars, got the original tires on wheels that a car came with, right? And I'm looking at the difference and goes, that doesn't make any sense. This one should have the $10,000 wheel on the car. And yes, that right. one, you know, and that yes. one should have the regular wheel. That's this is right. not adding up at all, right? No. Uh, but then you start to see the reason why um, people stay in poverty yes. and the reason why some people get out of it because of just basic common sense. And that's why the percentage of people who comes out of the ghetto, so-called ghetto, out yes. of poverty, are very small. Very small. Very small. Mm -hmm. It's like pencil dot amount. Yes, yes. You know, when I look at the, the percentage of people that are affected financially uh, within our society, our community, and I can speak more personally of the Black community. Absolutely. That's what I'm talking about. They're at, <laughs> at a disadvantage. And it's yeah. not because they don't have access to the knowledge, to the resources, to the strategies. It's just that a lot of us have this mindset that I know mm -hmm. and I will figure it out. I'm okay. I'm good. They give the most, if you want to call uh, pushback mm -hmm. when it comes to doing the things that they need to do, mm -hmm. going and accessing the knowledge, taking the advice that other cultures and ethnicities will do that. Yes. The system before, you, before you finish your point there, I really want to ask you, what do you think causes that? that you just explained? That is a mindset that has been, it's been, 
it was something that was facilitated because of systematic things like racism that have happened, right? The system surrounding finance and education is a system that was built on, if you want to say, white supremacy, okay? Mm -hmm. And because of that, from for generations, black, the black culture was at a disadvantage when it comes to wealth. We were mm -hmm. not allowed to own homes. Oh, you had things like black uh, blockbusting and Jim Crow. Those mm -hmm. things prevented the black communities from actually accessing wealth, okay? And because of that, it, it, it's harder for us to actually change that mindset because that's how it's been passed. The mindset of, you know what, just renting, you know, or living paycheck to paycheck or racking up a lot of debt or buying cheap instead of quality, mm -hmm. right? Um, spending our money outside of our community instead of within our community, okay? Recycling our money five to eight times within our community, right? You know, again, the system of the financial system itself does not, is not an equal playing field, okay? I have clients that are of the black uh, ethnicity that will go in and somebody of a different ethnicity would go in. Both of them, I would say, will go in and get, say, we're trying to get an RSP loan. One client will get a significantly higher amount, the one that's not of the black culture. The other one, even if their credit is better, their income is better, sometimes they're in a situation where they won't get that money because of the fact that they're of the black community, right? So that is very visible. But at the same time, we can't let that discourage us and stop us from actually wanting to build. We just have to have that determination, that mindset, that drive, that ambition to want to build wealth because we can. There are so many black, wealthy men and women who have achieved so much success in our society, but it's because they fought for it, mm. right? And if you want to have wealth and leave legacy for your family, you have to fight for it. You might have to fight more, but you can achieve it if you want to. Yeah. Um, you, very you interesting. Did, yeah, very. Uh, that those are things that uh, Lincoln and I have been speaking about. Um, I, I, um, well, I was just thinking, though, um, how do we educate them? Like Lincoln says, like a lot of the stuff that you mentioned, he didn't know about this. And if he knew about these things, he would have done these things for his children. So... If people that are of our color are going into the banks, they're not getting the education. How do we reach out to them as a community to educate them? You have a wealth of knowledge that would be beneficial to them. How do we reach them? So one of the things that we do here at Trinity Financial Solution is that we have weekly financial literacy workshops that we open up to the public. They're free. There's no cost. And a lot of these financial concepts and strategies, we educate and talk to our clients about on a weekly basis so they can get this knowledge. And once you know something, it is your responsibility to let the people within your circle, your network, your family, your friends, let them know that they can ha find a place 
where they can actually educate themselves and move their family forward. It's not good to have information and knowledge and keep it to yourself. If you do that, how can you say you love your family, you love your friends, you love your community when you know better, but you're not sharing what you know in order to help them improve their life? That's not expression of love in my opinion, right? Because you know, and you want to help them get better. You need to encourage them. It doesn't matter the pushback because again, you will get pushback. You'll get those who want to drag their feet, but you have to constantly be impressing on them to reach out and get the knowledge because the knowledge is there. The knowledge is out there, right? If that means you need to also gather your family and have a family meeting where you can say, you know what, I'm going to bring in somebody that's going to help us to really change our financial outlook, create legacy for our family. We can do that, right? We've done that in the past and we can do that in the future. We've had family gatherings of 10, 15 people where we've come in and done workshops, um, a home workshop, what we call a financial literacy workshop at your home. Wow, that's that could good. be the start of it to, to blossom from there, right? Mm. And create opportunities for us to educate. It's a little bit difficult now with COVID to be going into homes and so forth, but we can make it work. But it's even better because now, now you can do it on Zoom and people, exactly. and you can get family members from all over. All so over. They, they have no excuse now. You can't say, well, no excuse. Exactly. Yeah, you can't say, I, I can't drive there. I couldn't get the bus. So you keep exactly. right at your home. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> because everybody has a cell phone, right? Uh, absolutely. It's a cell phone, a tablet, a laptop. So Ex excuse is gone. Excuse is mm. gone. I mm. mean, when we, when COVID happened, we were doing workshops where a lot of people would come in. When COVID happened, we started doing uh, opening up to webinars, mm. right? Our our guest count doubled because yeah. of the opportunity to be on, you know, things like Zoom, Zoom, yeah. web conferencing, yeah, right? It makes more sense. Yeah, it, it does make sense, right? Yeah. So we can reach anybody anywhere. So mm. that's where it can start by having people come into a place where they can get the knowledge, mm -hmm. right? Right at their fingertips, literally. Mm. Having, it says like helping the community, I wrote, helping the community thinking differently about money, one mind at a time. That's beautiful. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Sylvia, we're getting ready to wrap out. Um, yes. <clears throat> what message would you like to leave with our audience today? That's a good one. You know, if you want to, I, I, and I'm just coming off of what um, Lincoln just said, if you want to make a change, it all starts with you, right? You can't change another person. You can only change you, right? And if you want to impact people in your life, whether it's one person, 10 people, 100 people, 1,000 people, it's going to start with you. One thing I know is from my experience of working with families and building my life, I realized as I made changes in my life and my family, my friends started seeing those changes, they wanted to know what I was doing. They wanted to know, they admired that and they said, how can I now change, right? So you have to start with you in every area of your life whether it's, you know, you personally you want to improve your image. 
you want to uh, improve your finances. You want to be able to impact more people. It all starts with you, mm. right? So find those, the people in your life that you can associate with that are going to help you move towards in that direction, right? You can only do that when you're surrounded by people. You have that knowledge, you have the resources in order to make the positive change that you want to make in your life. So it starts with you. Thank you. How can people, and, go ahead. I was going to say, if our audience wanted to reach out reach to out you, same thing. how would they get a hold of you? Yeah, how Beautiful. Reach you? Beautiful. So you can reach me at my office. My office number is 519-239-0670. I have a website called How Money Works forward slash Sylvia Dixon, S-Y-L-V-I-A-D-I-X-O-N. As well, um, you can also email me at sdixon 18 bec at gmail.com. I do have Instagram and Facebook and I'd be happy to give out those links as well. Once they get a hold of me, they can jump on my Facebook and uh, Instagram links. I do post financial uh, concepts and, and information on my social media from time to time. And uh, yeah, that's basically how they can reach out to uh, myself and my team here at Trinity Financial Solutions. And so the number, is, uh, the number is 519-239-0670. Yes, that's correct. Okay, excellent. Um, so yeah, Nicola, what, 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 what's our... Um, sweetener? Uh, sweetener, yeah. What's a sweetener, Nicola? Well, I, I took away the first three steps, right? Mm -hmm. Acknowledgement, right? Acknowledge that you Aware are... and that knowledge. Mm -hmm. Yes. Some, well, first, acknowledge it you have to be aware, right? Yes, yes, so acknowledge yeah. the situation that you're in mm -hmm. and that you need help, that's right? right? That's mm -hmm. the first step. Second, reach out. That's reach right. out to someone that has the knowledge, mm -hmm. financial advisor, someone that's in the field that can guide you that's and right. help you to assessments to uh, get you on the right path. Mm -hmm. And third, Implement, implement the solutions that are given, the plan that you work on, implement it, and that's the beginning. The, the next thing um, she mentioned was insurance. Seems like insurance is really, really, really important, mm -hmm. and not a lot of people have the insurance. So do your research, get educated, and learn about insurance. Mm -hmm. Those are my sweeteners for today. What about yours? Yeah, the, the goal and purpose. What do you want to achieve and where do you want to be? And what's your timeline to be there? What do you want for your children also? You know, what do you, do you want something different for your children? So it's, you know, it doesn't have to be better, but it just can't, you know, it got to be different, right? Right. What different do you want for your children, right? Because, you know, you got to look further ahead. And so that, that I think is, is vital. And yeah, educate yourself, you know, take the, take the steps, implement the action, you got to take the steps because without that, you know, you have knowledge constipation. <laughs> Everything is with constipation now, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, so, and you don't want that. You don't want to have knowledge constipation. Believe me, you know, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's, it's important. But I, I, I wrote down reach out, reaching out to a pro, but interview the pros, reach out to a pro that knows, that's have your best interest at heart, not just someone who wants to earn money for themselves. 
<laughs> you know? So interview a few people that you feel comfortable with and, um, and move forward with them in your region, right? You know, mm -hmm. if, you, if you live here in Ontario or Canada, for sure, um, reach out to um, uh, Sylvia. You know, she knows, as you can tell, she knows her stuff here. That's what's going on. So, yeah, those are my stuff, my takeaway. And uh, look into it, folks, for all you mothers out there, and fathers, and parents who have children, and young children especially. This insurance for education, don't miss that. And even if they don't live in Canada, they can still reach out to her. She could still give absolutely. them some guidance and direction. Right? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. One gajillion, quintillion percent, if there's such yeah. a word. Those are my new words. Yes. <laughs> Every week, Lincoln comes up with a new word. So, if okay. Trump, if Trump can oh, do Jesus. it, then Lincoln we can do it. We almost made the episode without you mentioning Trump. Why did you have to ruin it, Lincoln? We almost did it. Jeez. I gotta get Trump in at least. No, yeah, one no, episode. no. We've heard yeah. enough of him. You did not have to bring him. <laughs> this is about positivity. It's about making a difference in people's okay. life building yes. generational wealth, right? Yes. Yes. And that is our focus today. Yes. So Sylvia, I'd really like to thank you for taking time out of your day to discuss financial growth with us and to educate our audience. Really appreciate it. Thank I really you so appreciate much. this. Yes. Thank you, Lincoln. Thank you, Nicola, for having me. This is a pleasure. And continue to do what you're doing with Lemonade, lemon lounge? Lemonade, lemonade lounge. lounge. Lemonade yeah. lounge. I love it. It's so catchy. It's amazing. Continue to do that reach so that you can reach and touch people's lives because you're, you're doing a really amazing thing here. And I really appreciate the opportunity to share what I do and how we can help families. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Hey, thank, thank you, you. so much for, for, for being here. And have yourself a wonderful weekend. We appreciate it. Thank and you. folks, Join us next week again for another fantastic episode. Please come in back and um, check in us out as always. Thank you and take care. And Bye. I'd just like to end by saying thanks for making lemonade with us today. Be good to yourself. Be grateful for all that you have because you do have a lot. Have a wonderful day. Have a great weekend, boss host. Bye, <laughs> Bye Lincoln. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Take care.